Welcome to the Church for All Nations podcast, streaming live from Tacoma, Washington. We're so excited you joined us today. We hope you're encouraged by this week's message. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, well, once again, good morning. Welcome to Church for All Nations. My name is Pastor J.F. Wilkerson. I'm just, I'm so honored uh, that you would spend part of your weekend with us uh, and it's spring forward. So we lost an hour, but man, how, don't you love it here in the Northwest when we get an extra hour and it stays lighter outside? Thank you, Lord. Thank you that we've come out of our caves, right? And, um, so man, I'm just so excited as we move into this spring season. And I mean, the Lord's doing so much here at Church for All Nations. And I hope you're feeling it. I hope you're feeling it. Uh, we're in this season of Lent and I'm telling you, we are gearing up for the Easter weekend. It's our Super Bowl uh, for believers, for Christians all over the world. So we take it really seriously. And so there's stuff going on here. It's like seven days a week where we're getting the, getting the property ready, the building, the facilities. But man, uh, I think it's more important that we get our hearts ready, right? We get our, we get, you know, I talked to someone last week and they were, they were like, pastor, like, are, are, do you believe that revival is going to happen here in the Northwest? And I said, 100%. Not only do I believe it, I'm praying for it. But then I told her, I said, hey, you know what? I truly believe though that it has to start within us first. Like it has to start with those of us who are followers of Jesus. And so uh, we're starting a, a new series today for the next handful of weeks as we move up uh, to the Easter weekend entitled Level Up. Just say level up. <laughs> Scripture is very clear that there is an expectation uh, to be a follower of Jesus. It, it's not, I'm not talking about grace. I'm talking about being his hands and feet. And Jesus was really clear that uh, that, that, that he was going to use you and I uh, for his work. In fact, it's, it's, like, it's like he was almost encouraging us to step up, to, to, to go to the next level. And so I'm going to talk about that as we, prepare our, as we prepare for the Easter season here at Church for All Nations, but as we prepare our hearts, we're going to go to the next level in different areas of our lives. One, I think he's not one of he is probably my favorite preacher, T.D. Jakes. Any T.D. Jakes fans in the house? Oh my, every time I watch one of his sermons, I'm like, this one's my favorite one. This is the one, I send it to all my friends. This is the one, right? And then another one, I'm like, oh no, this is my, but I love it. But he, but he always does this, this thing where he'll, be, he'll, he'll get all fired up and he'll go, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna botch it, but I'll try. He's like, I'm gonna, come on, we're going to a whole nother level, right? <laughs> And whenever he does it, I'm like, yes, yes, we are, right? And so, so that's what we're going to be doing here for the next handful of weeks. We're going to a whole nother level. We're going to be leveling up. And so today, uh, I want to talk about going to the next level with our faith in God. Someone say faith. I want to talk about what does it look like to take the next step in our faith in Jesus and Here's the thing, as a believer, having faith should be normal. I mean, that's why we're called believers, right? But, but what I've found is that I've come in contact with a lot of so-called believers who are making decisions from a place of fear versus a place of faith. So there's a lot of believers, faith people, who do life out of a, out of a 
a corner of fear versus stepping out in faith and living the type of life that Jesus called us to. He told us to step up, to, to, to come up, to lead out, to be people of faith and not fear. Many of you know this passage of scripture. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7 says this. It says, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear. Say not of fear. So, so God gave us a spirit, not of fear. But look, look what the spirit that he did give us. But he gave us a spirit of power and love and self-control. And so right now, there's a lot of Americans that are afraid right now of this coronavirus. And the media is doing such an excellent job to help us out with that. <laughs> right? But as people of faith, we don't have to live by that spirit because it doesn't actually exist inside of you. We, we, we don't have to live afraid, right? But there is a spirit that we are called to live by, and that's a spirit of self-control. It's a spirit of self, another version says the NIV, I'm reading out of the English standard, the NIV says uh, a, a spirit of self-discipline. So what does that mean? It means wash your hands, <laughs> right? It, it, it means try to comb through the web of, of, of social media and, and look at what the CDC is saying, right? The Washington State Health Department, use judgment. Good. Now, there's a lot of people that aren't here today uh, for various reasons. Well, most of them probably called their doctor and they said, yeah, you should probably not, not go to church today. And that's, that's, that's called using wisdom. And that's a good thing. But there's others of us, they're just like, I'm, not, I'm never leaving my house again, Right? And, and, um, and okay, but fear as a follower of Jesus uh, doesn't have the right to live inside of you. Not only that, we're called to step out in faith, to live by the spirit of power. How many of you want, want to live life like that? Where it's like, I got, I got power inside, right? I love that. So we're called to live lives from a, from a standpoint of faith. Let me, can I just give you from a, from a Christian context uh, just a clear definition of, of what faith is? If you're taking notes, write this down. Hopefully it's on the screen. If not, I'll, I'll, I'll say it a few times. Here's, a, here's what faith is. Faith is simply having confidence, knowing that God is everything that he says he is. Let me say it one more time. Faith is simply having confidence, knowing that God is everything that he says he is. It's, it's more than just believing. It's confidently knowing. Scripture is clear that even the demons believe in God, but they, they don't have confidence in him. They don't put their trust in him. Here, okay, so that word confidence, because I'm going to use it a lot in the next couple of minutes here. Here's, what, here's a, a definition of confidence. Confidence is the state of feeling certain about the truth of something. It's a certainty. It's like, now nah, I'm confident in that. I know exactly. Uh-uh, no, no, no. I'm putting all my trust in that. Why? Because I'm confident. I know who my God is. He's shown up so many times in my life. So the question is, how do we grow in that confidence? Well, let me blow your mind here. Well, it requires you spending time with God. 
How do you grow in confidence uh, in, your, in your spouse? You got to spend a bunch of time with her, right? Um, and it's in that process of, of, of being in relationship with him. And we spend time with him. Here, faith isn't just believing that God is capable. It's being confident knowing that he is. See the difference there? I've used this illustration before, but I can remember uh, teaching my daughter Israel uh, when she was real little, like how to swim. Not just how to swim, but just be you know, brave enough to jump off the side. Any, any parents in the house, you, re- you remember that? That whole process where you're in the pool at the YMCA, you're like, come on. You can do it, right? You know, I'm your dad, you know, and she's there and she's just like, you know, doing this whole thing and and she's getting closer and then she goes, I don't know, and she gets down and sticks the foot in the wall. You know what I'm talking about? I gets out and and you're just like, come on, honey, you know who I am. I'm your dad. I love you. I'll keep you safe. I provide everything for you. I'm going to help pay for your call. I don't know about that. Um, (laughs) I'm going to teach you to drive. Oh, you know, it's like, it's like, like, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. And then finally, it might, it might take, for, for Fulton, it was just like, he, I didn't have to yell. He just jumped right in. But for Izzy, I had to like, I had to, what was I doing? I was, I was reminding her who I was as her father. And so she finally jumped out into my arms, into the pool. Not because she believed that I was capable of actually catching her and keeping her for, from drowning, No. She was confident in knowing that I would. And why was she? Because she spent every single day of her life with me. Right? She knows me. And I'm telling you, you can get to a place walking with the Lord where where you're beyond belief now. It's like, now now, now you're walking in faith because you are confident in knowing that everything that God has said about himself is true. And the reason why you know it's true is because you've been walking every day with them. That's why I love getting around our torchbearers, our senior citizens who have been walking with Jesus far longer than I, because they're just so full of confidence and faith and, and they know who God is. And that's what I want. I want to go to that next level. Is anybody else out here, out here with me? I want to go to that next level in faith where fear has to go. Fear doesn't even, I'm just telling you, it doesn't even get to a place where it doesn't even cross my mind because I'm, I'm so full of faith in God. I'm talking about faith this morning. Now don't get me wrong, belief is important. Jesus said, believe in me and be saved. But faith is belief in action. Faith is your response to your belief. All right? So let me get to the text. Uh, Let me give you one biblical definition from the text uh, that will bless you today. Hebrews chapter 11. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there. I love the book of Hebrews. Oh, it's just rich in faith and guidance and encouragement. Many theologians believe that Paul wrote this, but there's there's someone said Apollos. I mean, there's different different directions, but at, at the end of the day, Paul's DNA is all over this, uh, this book. And so Hebrews chapter 11 says this, and we'll unpack it just a little bit here. You could spend so much time on these three verses here. It says in verse one, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do 
not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. So that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Now, there's a lot there. Let me kind of break it down on a very rudimentary level. Culture says seeing is believing. But the kingdom of God says believing is seeing. It's backwards. And I know you're, you're like, you're trying to, it's hard to wrap your head around that. Let me, let, me, let me do my best to try to unpack that again. But let me just say this before I unpack that. Let me just remind you that, that, that following Jesus is so counterculture. It, it's it like, it's, it's the opposite. It's, it's different. It's, it's not the same as how the world calls you to live. The world says, I'll believe it when I see it. The kingdom says, start believing and, and you'll begin to see. Is anybody out there? You know, you know what I'm talking about? The, king, the, the kingdom says, Surrender yourself and begin the process of believing. And, the, and as you believe, as you step out in faith, you'll start getting waves of sight. That past that, it's hard to explain. But those of you who have encountered it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Matthew 18, the disciples come to Jesus and they ask him, uh, who then is the greatest uh, uh, in, the, in heaven. Who's the greatest? And so they're asking him a question and hoping to get an answer uh, with a whole list of qualifications and, and um, uh, giftings and uh, a whole resume, if you will. They're, 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 they're thinking that Jesus is going to lay out the resume and point to the person or persons who are the greatest in heaven based on what they've done, based on what all of you guys have seen. But his response is interesting. He says, there's not only am I not gonna answer that question, but I will answer you this. Don't even think about trying to get into heaven unless you come like a child. And until you're willing to become like these, and he always used illustrations, man, all the kids come running up, I can just see it. Unless you become like these little children, there's no way that you can even enter into heaven. Why? Because, because by the time you become a young adult, most of the time you're solely looking through the lenses of your minds versus the lenses of your heart. What are you talking about here? Faith always starts in your heart and not your mind. It always starts in the heart. I'm reminded of, remember the Pharisee Nicodemus, John chapter three. He, he, this, this is, he was, he was uh, in the Sanhedrin, he held a high office. You talk about intellect, you talk about knowing the law, you talk about a theologian, you, you talk about all of these status. And, and, and he starts to have this, um, these experiences on the outside with Jesus. It's not directly, but it's almost indirectly. He's seeing what's going on with Jesus and the miracles and the crowds. And he's so compelled. It, it doesn't make much sense. He knows everything that he was taught, but it, he, he gets to a place where he starts, starts, something starts happening in the heart. And his heart is like, 
It's like it's drawn to him, not his mind, because in his mind, it doesn't make any sense. And he had the option to just say, oh, that's, that's baloney. I, I, know, I, know, I, I know more stuff than anybody here. I know how this is supposed to go. But something starts happening in his heart, and he's so compelled to where he asks Jesus for an appointment in the middle of the night. And, and he has this, this encounter with Jesus, and he starts asking him very like deep intellectual questions like, like how, how, how must one be saved? And, and Jesus says, well, you gotta die and be born again. And, and, and in this conversation, he starts seeing with, his, with the eyes of his heart and something begins to change. And as he begins to just relinquish his will, he, he begins to surrender to who Jesus said he was. Something happens and he begins to see with different eyes to the point He's the one that helps bury Jesus after he comes off the cross. He's the one that stands up in the, in the Sanhedrin when all these other Pharisees are saying, this guy's a false teacher. Don't believe him. Turn your back on him. Throw him in prison. He's the one that stands up and says, no, listen to what he's saying. What is that? He started seeing with the eyes of his heart versus just the eyes of his mind because faith always starts within your heart and not your mind. You grow in confidence when you start to surrender your heart, your will. You say, Jesus, I don't know how this is going to work. I'm going I'm to lay it at your feet. And, and through that process of humility, he begins to talk to you. He begins to speak to you. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this, but this is why it's hard to lead someone to the Lord who only wants to talk about the existence of God. And, and, and show me the proof. Show me the, I mean, I love apologetics. Don't get me wrong. It's like, I'll, I, let's go to coffee and just talk apologetics. But if you're coming at me uh, to uh, potentially give your life to the Lord, and that's the only conversations you want to have, it, it, it's hard for Jesus to enter through just simply the mind because Jesus resides in our hearts. He wants your heart. If you, if you surrender your heart to him, that's when your eyes begin to open right? That's why we don't, that's why we don't sing, open the eyes of my mind, Lord. Remember that old song? Is that a Chris Tomlin song, Jordan? Who sings that? He's like, I don't, that's old school. But there's this old song, this old song we used to sing in church that went, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. And what's the next line? I want to, I want to see you. I want to, that, that song is confirming what I'm talking about right here. When you begin to see through the lenses of your heart, that's where the faith gets to churning in your life. You know, my wife was at, hey, any ladies were at the refresh this weekend? Where y'all at? Yes. Yeah, it was, it was, it was good for me too. I had two kids and two dogs and, and I think, is Mark Wilson in the house? He, he like texts, he like puts up on social media. He's like, he, I said, let's, I was all being spiritual on Facebook. I was like, let's pray for the women. They have a count encounter with God. And then he wrote, where's he at? Is Mark in the house? He, he, there he is right there. He writes, he writes, and, and let's pray for all the fathers that are, yeah, yeah, I saw that, bro. Yeah, but, but we had a good time, you know, and uh, I'm a terrible cook. Um, I had to watch a YouTube video on making pancakes yesterday morning. But Izzy said they were pretty good. So, um, but the one thing that I, I could really cook pretty well, because I, I did go to college and I was poor, uh, was uh, not the really good stuff, not the Kraft macaroni and cheese, but like the cheapo Kraft, it's not even Kraft, it's just macaroni, you put the water in the thing and the whole thing. 
man, I can crush, I can make that so good, right? And so that was, that was what we were having for lunch yesterday. And I was like, guys, we're going to have macaroni and cheese. And I might even cut up some hot dogs and throw them in there. Healthy, healthy stuff, you know? But, 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 but here, here, here's, here's what's cool about that little story. When I, when I said that to them, I was fascinated because the answer back that I didn't get was, prove it, Dad. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if you can really do that. I want you to show me first before I believe. They didn't do that. You know what they said? Yes. Oh, we can't wait, right? And they rushed into the kitchen and sat down. I didn't even have the ingredients out yet. What is that all about? My children, because they have so much confidence in knowing that I'm going to provide for them when I just simply say it, they just respond. It's called, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very silly little illustration, but this plays out in our own life as followers of Jesus. That's why falling in love is so much fun. I can remember uh, when I met my wife, when I met Ashley in Nashville, Tennessee, I, that night was booked for me. I had, I had an agenda. I had stuff going on. And then all of a sudden, I meet this girl, and it was like everything just went right out the window. Do you know what I'm talking about? It was just like, nah, this, I'm going to figure out a way to hang out with her tonight. Like, I, I'm telling you, like, but I remember, you know, like when I saw her, and then like we shook hands, you know, it was like before, I didn't, like when I went to shake her hand, I was like, ah, no, no, wait a second, wait a second, I need to do, I need to run a background check on you, (laughs) right? I need to call your references, I need to check your MySpace page, I need to call, I, you know about MySpace, let's go now, you know what I'm talking about, I didn't have to call her local church and call and see what dream team she was on, none of that stuff, I just, I started, my heart got involved pretty quick, you know what I'm talking about? And, I, and, I, and I, I just was like, oh, well, I don't really know, but I'm just going to, I'm going to let this play out for a while. You know what I'm talking about? And, and it's, a, it's such a, it's just a silly little example. But man, if, if you could, some of you, if you could start doing this in your faith, where it's like, man, man, like, yeah, I want all the answers and stuff. But man, part of this is just kind of like, oh, let me get my heart involved. And, as you, and when you let your heart get involved with Jesus, man, he starts doing something. Maybe I'm preaching to the choir here this morning. But man, I got to hear this every once in a while. Sometimes I get up all, why is this? Did it? I'm just like, man, I'm just going gonna, to once again repent. I'm going to surrender myself. And when I do that, the Lord starts doing something. And then he begins to show me stuff. Man, the stuff, the, the answers that I've gotten in my life through prayer was always based on where my heart was. And I could spend a long time on that. Jesus spent most, I, would, I could... I could even venture to say every one of his sermons was based on the, the condition of a man's heart, right? And so allow, allow it to start within your heart. I, I put this on my social. Tim Keller is one of my favorite authors. For any Tim Keller fans out there, but he wrote, he wrote, one of the main reasons we trust God too little is because we trust our own wisdom too much. Hello, right? 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, for we walk by faith, and not by sight. So the only thing that's going to sustain you, my friend, as a follower of Jesus in this broken world is letting faith in. You got to let faith in. Some of you, you got a little inside you, but you got to get more, right? 
And he's, he's willing to do that today. Let's go to a whole nother level in our faith, all right? So quickly, I know the time's getting away from us. Let me just give you three ways to let faith in, all right? Here's the first way to let faith in. Write this down. Accept that it's in you. Start off by just accepting that it's in you. And here's the thing. Even the disciples who hung out with him every single day saw all the miracles, walked with him. They even had problems with their own faith. They, they struggled with this every once in a while. And there's this story, Matthew 17, 14 through 21. I just want to read it and you can see what I'm talking about. You, you got to accept that there's faith in you. It says, when they came to the crowd, a man approached Jesus and knelt before him. Lord, have mercy on my son, he said. He has seizures and is suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. Now, I just, I'm devastated for this parent. Fallen in fire? I brought him to your disciples, but, but they couldn't do anything about it. They couldn't heal him. And look what Jesus says here. You unbelieving and perverse generation. Now, yeah, you got to be Jesus to say that, okay? He's, he's just like, you unbelieving and perverse generation. How long shall I stay with you? You're driving me nuts. How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. I'm going to get this thing done. Jesus rebuked the demon, and he came out of the boy, and he was healed at that moment. Verse 19. Then the disciples tucked their tail between their legs, right? Then the disciples came to Jesus in private, and they asked, hey, why, why couldn't we drive it out? And here it is, friends. He replied, because you have so little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Because you have so little, say little. Because you have so little. See, it seems like bad news, but it actually it wasn't. Uh, Jesus gave, gave, uh, gave them a D minus grade, okay? If he would have said, because you don't have any, well, you're hopeless, right? But, but he, says, he says, you got a little bit in there. In fact, in fact if you just got as, some faith as small as a mustard seed, I'm telling you, like, like you can do some big stuff with that. So you, you got you to gotta accept that it's in you. Regardless of what people have told you, who you think you are, you are, you are God's child created in his image. And he only does good things, <laughs> right? And so you got to accept that it's in you. Here's a second thought. We're moving along. Are we having fun? Yeah. All right. Come on, we're going to the next level with our faith. We gotta, how, how do we let it in? Now, now, now you accept that it's in you. Now, hey, listen, you gotta, you got to let it move through you. you got, you got to get that thing moving through you. I've, I've, uh, I've had people say, JF, after all I've been through, I just, I don't have faith anymore that God can help me. Have you ever heard someone say that? Hey, like, like I'm a Christian, but man, all of this stuff that's happened to me, man, I just, I've, I've lost all faith. I don't, I don't even think the faith that I have can do much. I mean, I, I've hundreds of times I've had that conversation with people, but Jesus even, he, he, he speaks to this exact issue too. If you look back on verse 21, he says, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move, move from here to there, and it'll move. Not, nothing 
will be impossible for you. Write this down. It's not about the quantity of faith you have. It's the quality of faith you have. Tweet that now. <laughs> you can. You don't, don't put my name by it. I stole it from somebody, okay? It, it's, 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 all, it's not about the quantity of faith. It's about the quality. It's that confidence, it's that, it's that mustard seed that began to grow in Nicodemus. And I love what Jesus is doing here with that picture. Yeah, can you put that picture up there? Look at that little thing. I mean, Jesus says, that's, that's really, well, let's start there. I don't have anything. Well, yeah, you can at least start there, right? And get that thing moving through you. And I love, I love what he does here with this picture of the mustard seed on one side of the coin. Jesus says, I get it. I totally get it. You feel like, you feel like your faith is, is so weak, but I want you to know that your weak faith still comes from me. And if you're willing, if you're willing to just plant it, I'm telling you, it has the ability to grow inside of you. In fact, it has the ability to grow huge. In fact, uh, the, the mustard seed, if you plant it in the right spot, I'm telling you, it can grow into a, a mustard tree. I think we have a picture of a mustard. Look at, that, look at that thing. Out of that little tiny thing came that. That one right there I was, I was reading about, it was 20 feet by, well, not that one. That was way bigger than that, but they can, they can grow hundreds of feet wide and the whole thing. That, that's... That's the picture that I want you to see today. If you allow that little faith to begin to move through you, it has the capacity to turn into something far greater than you. And the fa another fascinating thing about mustard trees is that in the desert, you can, you can literally, you could, you could just have at it with an ax on that tree, chop it all the way down to a nub. And I'm telling you, it, it potentially can grow all the way back. And so maybe you're here today and you're like, Pastor JF, at one time in my life, 10 years ago, I had faith like that. And stuff happened in my own life, and tragedy happened, uh, and, 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 and bitterness wrote all the things that happen in humanity, things that sometimes are even outside of our control. And I just feel like the faith inside of me, uh, I just feel like I'm in a, I'm in a spiritual desert, and, and my faith has been chopped all the way down just to, just to the root system. I'm, uh, there's hope for you to, too today, my friend. That that faith inside of you, once as big as a mustard, 100 by 100, I don't know, it just got chopped all the way. This just happens so often to believers. Their faith just gets hacked away at, and it's just literally, but I want you to know the roots are still there. Like, like underneath that desert sand, the roots are still there. And, and, and if you'll just get it moving again, I'm telling you, it'll grow back. You say, moving again, what does that look like? How, how do I get my faith reactivated? Can I give you just a really simple way to start? Start serving people. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Start loving people. Uh, start passing it on. I don't, please. You're like, that sounds really generic. I'm telling you, uh, the principles of following Jesus are pretty simple. The problem is it's, we don't activate them all the time. Do you know what I'm talking about? Get it moving through you. Start encouraging people. Start loving. Start serving people. You know what I'm talking about? I don't have to get the how do I serve? You know how to do that. <laughs> like just start somewhere. And, and, and it'll, 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 it'll be reactivated because here's the thing. The fact is faith without works 
is dead, is what the book of James says, 2, verse 17. In the same way, faith by itself, it's not accompanied by action, it's totally dead. So get it moving through you. As the band comes back, here's the third thing. You want to you let faith in? How do I do that? What do I do with it? Well, it starts with accepting that it's in you. Jesus even says that maybe you're here today and you have, I mean, you got like watermelon faith. Like you're on a roll, you know? But Jesus says, man, even, I mean, you can barely even see it. That, that, I'll, I'll still take that. I'll, I'll, we can work with that. Don't you, aren't you grateful that, that Jesus uh, was always so understanding? <laughs> That, that he met me, he met you, he met the prostitute, he, he met the tax collector, he took time and, and, and got down like on their level. And, and, and he was like, no, I, I understand. Like your faith is that small. I'm, I'm not gonna cast you away like, like the religious order would do to you. I mean, that was, a, that was the deal. If, if you weren't producing in that ancient world spiritually and, Man, just, they, they just cast you away. So it's important to read scripture in context, understanding what the setting was. Jesus was talking to a lot of down and outers. <laughs> like, like, like Jesus, his own disciples were arguing with, who, who, when you start your new kingdom, Jesus, like who gets to be the secretary of state? Like, like they didn't even get it, right? But what, but what's so amazing about Jesus is that he was always so understanding. He always met you and us right where we were. And so you got to accept that it's inside you. You got to get it moving. And here's the third one. Grow it inside of you. M moving it is one thing. Growing it is another thing. Like you, can, you can start moving it, but man, you can, you can go to the next level and let it start growing. Romans 10, 17. This is so, man, we're going to do a series on Romans. It's, one of my, it's just so rich. But 10, verse 17 says, so faith comes from hearing. That is hearing the good news about Jesus. Listen, I don't, I don't know what you've heard in your past. I, I don't know what, what weird religious experience you had or or what screwy doctrine or theology at one point maybe you latched onto. But here's the thing that I want you to know. Faith from Jesus isn't some emotional bender that you go on for a season. It is not that. Growing your faith in Jesus is not a get rich quick experience. It's not a period, pyramid scheme, a multi-level deal. Hey, it's none of that stuff, man. Like growing, growing in faith with Jesus is simply having confidence, knowing that God is everything that he says he is. And, and how do we grow in confidence, man? It's, it's, it's making the decision to pursue a 24-7 relationship with him. And I can't do that for you. you. I can encourage you to do that. I can, I can show you scripture and make you laugh and make you cry and inspire you and, and, and partner with you and walk alongside you. But man, at some point, like you gotta, you gotta latch onto this for yourself and, 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 and begin this process. Listen, 
belief. It starts with belief, by the way. Believe in Jesus and be what? Saved. You're going to heaven. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about walking here on earth. When the bad time comes, how will you respond? You're going to need this faith that Jesus offers to get you through some of those rough moments. Thanks again for joining us. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. For more content and to connect with us, go to cfan.church. 